Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. We're so blessed that you're joining us today. Have you ever wondered how to be a witness for Jesus, but feared alienating your friends, family, or strangers? You're in for a treat today. Not only is our guest an expert in helping you to overcome that type of fear, and remember, fears of the devil, right? She can help you to make great strides forward, not just in witnessing, but in life overall, praise God. Marnie Swedberg, Swedberg is an international leadership mentor. She's the author of 14, 15 books, the host of her own radio talk show, a media expert, a keynote speaker for organizations around the world. She has her own story of experiencing the fires, the floods, tornadoes, car wrecks, setbacks, burglary, lightning strikes. And after all that, can you imagine even a ride in an ambulance, right? I guess so after all that, right? But Mar- Marnie, she owned and operated businesses in the restaurant retail industries for over a decade, and she's now the web hostess of WomenSpeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian woman speakers in the world. The website connects event planners and speakers from basically every experience level, fee range, denomination, and currently features over a thousand speakers. As a public speaker herself, Marnie recently solo circumnavigated the globe, speaking 26 times in six conferences in four countries. She's presented for large corporations as well as for nonprofit groups and for Christian women's retreats, conferences, and other programs as well. And she hosts, as I said, her number one ranked program, Marnie and Friends, on Blog Talk Radio. She's appeared on hundreds of podcasts, including this one. She's last on in 2022. And you can go to our archives and type in her name to listen to the great conversations and, and we had on that. But she's also a frequent guest on television and radio programs, frequently interviewed for newspapers and magazines. I don't know how she has time to sleep with all this stuff going on. Help me welcome back to the program our good friend, Marnie Swedberg. Marnie, it is so good to have you back with us today. It's so great to be here. I just love our conversation last time. Looking forward to this so much. Amen. Now, for those that may have missed our previous interviews, I don't know why they would have, but for new listeners, we'll just say new listeners. Other than that brief information I just shared, tell us in your own words, who is Marnie Swedberg? Oh, you know, I like to ask God that sometimes I just like, who am I to you? Like, who am I to you? I love that. And I I often hear joyful joy, uh, which is my first name, Marnie, which my parents didn't know when they were naming me Marnie, that in Hebrew, that means joyful. And my middle name is Joy. And so my name is actually Joyful Joy. And he often, when I ask, yeah, he often answers me, you're my joyful joy. Uh, He often answers me, you're my mentor to millions. Um, you're my precious darling is one I hear a lot. Um, just, uh, I, I just love how personal he is with us and how he, um, he doesn't see us as some, like, even though 
Um, I, I often hear from him mentor to millions. I, I don't feel like he's using me in any way, shape or form. I feel like just like how the designer of a wonderful, um, maybe a sports car created the sports car to go fast and to look cool and to give a great ride and to ha- have people be delighted. I feel like our creator created us for specific purposes, right? Yeah. And so when he calls me by the name of what he created and designed me to do, I don't feel at all used or like I have to, I have to generate the millions of mentees. I don't feel like that at all. I just get to walk out this calling, this mission, this design that he's put inside me. So that's how I feel with him is just like, I just get up and do whatever he asked me to do today. And that's how we roll. (laughs) Amen. 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 You know, last time we talked about your book, Feeling Loved, Connected Um, with God and the Minutes You Have. And that was an amazing interview and a great book. And I'll include links to the books, all of your books down below. But how many books have you written in the last year? Oh, well, actually one, uh, one came okay. out in January of 2023. Praise and so, um, it's called spiritual growth, it, really a totally different book. Um, in that this book was, uh, it took me 10 days flat out on the ground saying, no, I can't, I want to say yes to you, God, but I can't, I can't write this book. Uh, because it's actually a book that's written for someone who has either ruled out Jesus for whatever reason, or someone who doesn't know anything about Jesus. And so in the book called Spiritual Growth, there is no plan of salvation. There is, and it just about killed me to say yes to God to write this book. And I remember um, the last straw kind of for him getting me over the hump to say yes to writing this book. I went to a conference and I was at this conference. I was flat out on the floor saying, God, you know, I want to say yes every single time. I cannot tolerate the uh, responsibility of writing a book about spiritual growth and not including a plan of salvation. I cannot do it. I, it feels irresponsible for me to do that. And the director of the conference came over and she kind of picked me up off the ground, (laughs) sat me in a chair. She's like, what's going on? And I just told her, I told her God had put this idea in my heart and I don't even know what I'm supposed to write. And, and I said, and it's supposed to come out in January, right during my uh, huge summit with 70 speakers. That is enough for me to do all by itself between now and then. And she's like, what's the date? And I told her January 17th. And she said, wow, that's the same exact date as my book's coming out. And I said, are you kidding? And I said, what's your book title? And she goes, brave enough to believe. Well, I guess since you flew me all the way to this location to meet with this person to confirm that this is what you want me to do, you know, I guess I'll do it. And, you know, Robert, as I was writing it, I would sit down and I'm like, I have no idea how to write a book that doesn't explain how to come to Jesus because that's my whole, that's me. I'm the come to Jesus girl. So, yeah, yeah, but he just, I would just write and I would be like, wow, that was actually pretty good. I mean, the first chapter took my breath away. I didn't know. I didn't know that. Like I knew that every snowflake was different. I knew that every snowflake was different, Robert, but I didn't know when I went to write chapter one, that the reason that every snowflake is different is because of the air that's passing by it as it's coming from sky to ground. And it's the different heat and cold, the different speed of the air and the different trajectory of the air as it's coming through the air down to the ground that causes every single snowflake to be a unique 
shape. Mm. That's how unique we mm. are, except that it only takes about an hour from sky to ground for a snowflake, whereas it takes nine months in a womb for a child to develop. Imagine how unique you are. Yeah. Amen. You know, Amen. and that's yeah. how he started me in this book. And every day I'd sit wow. down and I would write a little bit and I'd be like, well, I can't think of another single thing I could possibly say. And the next day I'd sit down and there would be the next thing. So it's actually, <laughs> it actually ends up to be this little workbook of 31 days of just sitting, Amen. sitting silently with yourself, not asking a pastor, not asking anybody else, just with your heart, sitting with your heart, asking what you truly want in a spiritual guide. What guide do you really want guiding you? And then at the end of the book, got to include something I had worked on before and just polished up for this and got extra feedback. But it's a comparison, religion comparison guide of 20 different religions. Oh, wow. And it starts with when they were first introduced into the world, a record, the first record of any indication that this was a religion, which uh, the God of the Bible is the first one. In and the then. In the beginning, <laughs> and then it goes all the way through. It stops at the point of the center, at the point of zero. Why is the timeline zero? There was an event that made the timeline change from That's BC right. to AC, or however you want to use those words. Yeah. And then what happened afterwards, all the way to the very most current uh, spiritual paths that someone can go down. And I Amen. think for me, in researching that part of the book, which wasn't a book when I was researching it, I just needed to know because I have people, I host womenspeakers.com and it's for Christian women's ministry leaders who are looking for a Christian woman speaker for their event. Mm -hmm. And I have to make sure that these Christians, that these speakers that are coming in have a personal relationship with Christ. But sometimes they come in from all kinds of different backgrounds and they believe they do. And yet when we're talking, they don't. And I needed to be able to speak to them, understanding what they believed to be true mm. about God, about Amen. spiritual deity. And so I created this guide, but I hadn't published it anywhere and I didn't know if I would. And I don't still think I'm the right person to publish it. It should be published by somebody who's a much better researcher than I am. But anyway, it's in there. And uh, what what I love about what I loved about that was it really shows that uh, Really, there is no other, absolutely no other religion available to you, no other spiritual pathway available to you that includes complete forgiveness of sins. Man, it's amen. all about us. Every other spiritual pathway is about us hoping that we can yeah. get it right and amen. us kind of hoping that what happens after death is kind of good. But yeah. the, about the Christian pathway, I mean, the biblical pathway is so clear and it's oh, so amen. beautiful. So uh, God did convince me along the way that I could publish it and that he was the one who saves, not me, and that I did amen. not have to spell out the, the plan of salvation in order for him to reach hearts. And But I, it was hard, Robert. It was so hard for me to say yes to that because I'm amen. always the one that's like, I want to lead you to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. And I still Amen. do, of course. <laughs> and, and that's available on your website? Yeah, Amazon, wherever. If you if you look at Marnie, Marnie Swedberg at Amazon.com, you can find all of the books Amen. there. Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, before we jump into some questions I have for you, you know, we talk about everything that you do in the introduction. Mm -hmm. How would you share, let's just call it your job description? Ah, that's so funny. So we've owned businesses, you know, uh, my, first of all, my husband uh, has a master's in human relations. So he was in uh, 
personnel or hum, human relations was his career. So job descriptions, you know, a big deal. And then we own a restaurant, owned a restaurant, a retail store, job descriptions. You have to know what you're supposed to do. How, otherwise, how are you going to know what to do? Right. <laughs> so uh, I love job descriptions in that they're, they help someone go from um, kind of uh, unsure to standing on solid ground so that they can know what to do. And what my favorite all time uh, job description for me and God, and I kind of tease around with this, like if you go to a party, you know, and they say, well, what do you do? You know, I always want to say this. And usually I don't, unless it's just exactly the right circumstance. But I like to play around that my job description is that I am the personal assistant to the king of the universe. And I meet with him in private consultation every morning. And then I go out during the day and running around doing his errands and using all of his resources. And uh, the pay is great. And the the uh, retirement plan is out of this world. Oh, praise God. <laughs> hey, man, that's good. That Isn't is that good. Fun? Yeah. I'm going to steal clear. that. <laughs> hey, yeah. man, that's good. Praise yeah. the Lord. I have another one he just gave me recently. We were talking before uh, we came on here a little bit about the bride of Christ. And, you know, so I always am working with women and with the leaders who lead women. So I'm mostly with women and uh, for girls, of course, the bride thing makes perfect sense that as the body of Christ on planet earth, we are the bride of Christ. Uh, we play the role of the bride. He plays the role of the groom. And for women, that just makes so much sense. And I had asked you uh, how, how guys deal with that. Cause of course you're the groom here on earth. So how, how do you make that shift or adjustment? Yeah. Amen. Uh, and the thing is, at least in my mind, that analogy makes complete sense that we're going to be joined, you know, husband and wife come together, and become one in his sight. Yeah. And that we'll become one with Christ. Yeah. And regardless of, of the sex. Uh, but as I'm thinking about it, think about the wedding vows from Ephesians. Yeah. Right? What yeah. does the woman's vow say? love yeah. cherish and obey yeah. yeah bingo you know yeah and sometimes i tell my wife uh, uh you promised the pastor you'd obey me and she's like yeah right <laughs> 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 you know? <laughs> but you know but that well you know, and that that's part of you know being married to christ right. you have to obey what he wants to do and that that obey and, and when i'm doing a wedding ceremony i stop yeah. right there you know yeah and because i yeah. i emphasize i say look that word obey, the Greek word is hupatasso, which means basically come alongside right. and assist, right. Right. not, you know, obey like a Submit. slave. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Go yeah. underneath, yeah. Uh, try right. under. It yeah, and I even. To come alongside. Yeah. So. And I even love that in, in the Bible, the whole, the word for the Holy Spirit, the word helper for the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. is the exact same word as the word helper for the wife. Yeah. And I remember the day I discovered that and I was like, what? The Holy Spirit <laughs> wants to be my helper. Like I'm Dave's helper. That's incredible. Yeah, wow. Amen. Think of it. Right. So I have this new dis job description for myself and, and that it's that I get to be the infatuated bride of Christ. And it takes me back to those early days with Dave. Now we've been married for 40 years Amen. and we are still in love, but those early days uh, when you are like uh, just you literally, you will do pretty much any insane thing that the other person thinks they yeah. want to do right now, just yeah. to be together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I remember one of my friends, she, her, her uh, uh, boyfriend at the time, husband now for over 40 years, um, he was a race car driver. 
And she, she hates speed and she hates things like that. She one time sat on the floor of his <laughs> car so she could go race with him as they mm. were dating. And she looks back, she's like, I was insanely in love <laughs> with this man. And I was thinking, that's actually who we get to be, Robert. We get to be at that infatuated stage. Amen. And I went on and I came, there were some other things that came right to mind. Like, I'm not a trophy wife. I'm not just somebody that he married so he could show off. That, not at all. Not like he'd want to. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's not yeah. like you're not like that. You're not just being used. Yeah. Um, and I'm not a cynical woman. I'm not somebody who's married to somebody who was hateful. And, you know, I became cynical. Not at all. I'm that infatuated bride. I'm not a selfish lover. I'm not just in it for what he can give me. Amen. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's Amen. this wonderful, yeah. beautiful relationship. I'm not a fearful slave. I'm not that trodden Amen. under yeah. person that he's just, you know, getting up every day to see how he can torment me today. Not at all. And I'm not even a human bride, Robert. We Amen. get to be the spiritual bride of Christ. Yeah. And that takes my breath away. <laughs> yeah, amen. amen. Yeah. And just think when you're in heaven yeah, with billions of souls up there. Yes. Yes. Your relationship with him is going to be like husband and wife. Just so 101. 101. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That is so cool to think about. I know it really is. <laughs> if you're, you're about the same age as I am. And do you remember Jackie Gleason and the honeymooners? Remember that TV show? I, I kind of, I remember the name. I don't okay. know if I ever watched it. Oh, okay. The uh, Jackie Gleason and his wife, Alice, they, Jackie, he's, he was a kind hearted soul, but in this TV skit, he was like a, a, a abrupt, abusive, you know, mm. braggadocious type of person. Mm. And sometimes, you know, he'd, you know, something wouldn't be going right. And he'd say, we're going to go do this. And his wife said, no, we're not going to do it. And he said, one of these days, Alex, I'm on the way to the moon, you know, all this stuff. And his big thing was, I'm the king. And my wife and I adopted this as our own private okay. inside <laughs> joke, right? And he's like, I'm the king. You're nothing. King, nothing. Ooh, wow. King, nothing. Now, who am I? And she put her hands on her and said, you're the king of nothing. <laughs> so my wife and I kind of adopted that as our inside joke. So, we're gonna, so I don't want to do it. Well, we're going to go do it anyway. I'm the king. She said, you're king of nothing. <laughs> you, know, so. you know, as you're speaking there, doing that's so, so funny. But as you're speaking there, too, I'm realizing, um, you know, that there is a distinction. We aren't the we aren't the bride of God. We aren't the bride of the spirit. We're the bride Christ. of Christ who Amen. became man to show us Amen. who God was, to help yeah. us clarify that we aren't going to be the bride of this crazy, insane, That's abusive right. God. Yeah. You know, Jesus kept saying over and over, if you've seen me, you've seen God. Yeah. Amen. God's and, just like me. And that, you know, some people think that he's up there building our house right now. No, it's already ready. <laughs> you know, he's, I mean, he it was created at creation, you know, everything was there. God said it was perfect, right? He says, I'm going to prepare a place for you, and then I'll return. If I go, you know, I'm going to come back. That all relates to the, the Jewish wedding ceremony. Mm -hmm. you know? they're, they're married at that time, yeah. you know, the, the right, covenant right. ceremony. And, mm -hmm. and at that ceremony, they take the blood, the, mm -hmm. break the bread and all that stuff. And yeah. that made them committed to each other. Yeah. But now he's going to go prepare the room at his father's house. Yeah. And he doesn't know when he's coming back. Yeah. 
The only person who does is the father right. who says, okay, now your room is ready for your bride. Go yeah. get her. You know? get her. That's why her. God's, that's why Jesus said, nobody knows the day or hour. Right. Not me. Just God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, so fun. I, oh, I love, I love studying the wedding parables. Praise the Lord. Yeah. 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 We, we yeah. could talk. We, we've been here a while now. <laughs> 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 and you know, I enjoy talking with Marty, folks. I mean, this is just goes so good, so good. But uh, one of the things that, as I was preparing for the interview, I seen something I'd love for you to share with our oh, audience. Yeah. It's a statement: "I power." I mean, yeah, mm. and basically, I'm I, when I look at that word "I power," I'm thinking, mm. you know, mm. that a person when they tap into the spirit, yeah, and rely on the leadership of the spirit, you become more amazing than you can even imagine. Right. Can you share with your audience what that statement means to you? Yeah. So I think it comes out of my program, which I call the five levels of personal power. Okay. Mm. So let me just run through them with you. This is like a two hour training. So I'm going <laughs> to give you the extremely, uh, <laughs> what do you call the cliff notes here? <laughs> but <clears throat> the first level of power is that I exist. I am, I exist. Okay. And a baby, um, when a baby comes into the world, the place in the crib that used to be where you put all this stuff has to be cleared away. So there's room for the baby. When the baby cries at night, somebody's got to get up and care for the baby. The baby has no comprehension that it has any power at all, but it does. Oh, amen. Just by being here, you have power. Okay. So the second level is then me, my existence plus my ideas. I, I start to have thoughts in my head. The baby starts uh, hearing words, seeing things, um, seeing people walk, um, starts having ideas about what might happen uh, coming up in the future. And, and you plus your ideas is power level number two. And I have to just tell you that, uh, Robert, for a lot of people, their God-given um, destiny, their God-given design, how he created us, what he created us to do like that is never realized because they never get farther than their ideas about it. Ideas Mm. come, but because Mm. they're not clear about it, because they don't have the confidence to step out um, or because they're just rebellious or lazy or whatever reason, they just never move past ideas. And some of you listening, you have so many ideas, but you're not taking action on any of them. Yeah. yeah. And I just want to tell you that's power level two. There's three additional power levels available to you. (laughs) So power level three, I've got an idea. So I'm here. I've got an idea and I take some action. So power level three is when you marry ideas with action and you start moving forward on one of your ideas. You just start going forward and you start seeing things change in the world because you're taking action. Right. Our level number four is when we add the element of passion. Now, this is when you get Mm. excited about something and you can hear in our conversation today, you can hear that Robert and I get excited (laughs) about thinking about God. Right. Talking about God, helping you understand God better. This excites us. And you can hear that here. So Robert had the idea to have this podcast and then he took the action to put it together. And now he's doing the hard work every day of, you know, making this happen and putting this out into the world. And he's doing it with passion. And he's not just like, well, we'll see how this goes. I guess I got to do another <laughs> and, podcast. And, and you can you can hear that in some podcasts. You can actually. Yeah, you can yeah. actually. You can. Like this yeah. is a job I have yeah. to do because somebody right, told well, me. Hi. You know, how, how I had to do it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. When you add passion 
to anything, it changes everything. And, and I even want to go, uh, I want to give a couple examples here because some people are like, hey, I don't think that's right. You shouldn't have to add passion. But if you think about a kernel of corn, when you plant a kernel of corn in the ground, what does make it grow? It grows because it is actually vibrating at a, now it was dead, but when it is in the right circumstance, it vibrates, it comes alive and it begins vibrating a certain way to draw the nutrients or worms or whatever it needs to it to help it to grow into a corn stalk and produce corn. Okay. Okay. Acorn into an oak tree, uh, an embryo baby into a child, uh, a, a new believer into a saint. I mean, it's like you got whatever, whatever you got there. But the reality is that you are body. This is a whole nother training, but you are body electric. If I took a brick and I put it up against a live wire, nothing would happen. But if I took you and put you up against a live wire, it'd be trouble because you're actually, you're actually vibrating. Mm. All of you right now, if you look at your arm, you can't see it moving, but underneath there, everything's moving. It's all moving. You are moving. (laughs) You aren't just sitting there. Everything about you is moving. Your eyes are blinking. Your heart's beating. Your blood's pumping. I mean, all kinds of stuff is going on. And each of us are vibrating at a unique vibration that that God designed us to do. I say when he strung together your three billion base pair of DNA, he did it in a particular way. Yeah. And there's nobody else like you, you know, your thumbprint, one inch of your skin, one inch of your skin could convict or quit you of a crime in a court of law. Mm -hmm. You are so unique. And so as you say, you know, I have these ideas that are coming to my head. They don't go away. I, I just don't know what to do with them. And then you start taking action. And when you realize that you are vibrating with this, we say, you know, it feels right. I have synergy with this. Uh, it just, uh, you know, I have energy Amen. to work on this, yeah. right? Okay. Amen. We use all those words when we're in line with how God created us to be in the world. We, this passion comes into the picture and it changes everything. Just like you said earlier, I can do stuff or I can do stuff at a level that seems supernatural because it actually literally is right. Amen. Amen. Because we are actually aligning ourselves with how God created us to, to vibrate how he Amen. created us to be. Amen. So let's I'm go hearing. to power level five oh. real quick okay. before and then I'm going to let you go. Don't forget that thought power level five. Then, so all of these is me, I, me plus I exist, right? Just I'm here. And then level two is me plus action idea. Sorry. Level three is me plus action. Level four is me plus idea plus action plus passion. Level five starts with the word God, God plus me hmm. plus my ideas action and passion. And Amen. that's where it all changes, Robert. Then it goes Amen. from accomplishing things that are useful. Like, okay, in First Corinthians 13, love, it says, if I do it in my own love, if I do it in my own strength, I can go feed the poor, sell everything I have, go feed the poor, and they are fed. Yeah. But without agape love, without God flowing his kind of love through me, then yeah, they're fed, but nothing happens for eternity. Right. Yeah. Nothing changes Amen. for eternity. But anything we do in Christ, through Christ, yeah. that's where we have the eternal results. Amen. So you have not yeah. only present, but also future. Yeah. Amen. That's good. That's good. Yeah. You know, you're talking about the vibrations and I suddenly heard the beach boys, good vibrations song. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. You know, and, and the thing is that the thing is that, um, that brings up such a great, um, point, you know, God says, pray without ceasing. Um, David would seven times a day go and pray Daniel three times a day. Um, we are supposed to be thinking about God all the time. And the reason for that is because if we believe that God is good, how often 
God is always good all the time. How often? All the time. Amen. Amen. God is the definition of good. He is the yeah. definition of good. And when we have that bad vibrations, we can recognize I'm not in alignment yeah, with God, exactly. right? Exactly. Okay, so there's a difference between what's happening outside of us and what's happening inside of us. I have this situation going on right now. Ten days ago, my uh, something in my back, um, something in my back tweaked out and it made my left leg go crazy with excruciating mm. acute pain uh, that it landed me in bed for three days. I couldn't sit up for more than two or three minutes at a time. Mm. Um, it's we're progressing. But I have to tell you, Robert, that the whole time I've been experiencing this, I have been almost giggling with joy. Like, how can that even be possible? Right. Except that my good, good father knew what was coming. Some people would say he was a bad dad and he zapped me because of what I'm going to explain now. I look at it the other way. He's a good, good father and prepared me for what he knew was coming. So in the days, in the weeks, actually, right before this happened to me, I had been reading through the Old Testament and there's a lot of troubles and trials in the Old Testament. I had read through Job probably 10 or 20 times. I had read through so many times and I had also read the Book of Martyrs all in the days and weeks right before God had me experience this um, period of time where I'm, I was in excruciating pain. And ever since the first moment, I was like, I'm healed. It's just a matter of when. I get to see it. You know, I'm healed. I Heaven here, whenever I'm ready, right this minute. So whenever God's ready to heal me, I'll be healed. But I know I'm already healed. So I just walked through it with that mentality. And from the very first excruciating pain, I was like, oh, thank you that it's just this bad. I mean, I just read stories about people getting burned on the stake and, you know, yeah, yeah, torture to yeah. them. It's like, Amen. this really kills, but this is not as bad as what they had. And I'm so grateful, so grateful, so grateful. And I was able to walk through this whole thing and I'm still using a walker right now, but I was able to walk through this whole thing with so much joy. Now, the vibrations that were coming at me weren't joyous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what my response can be in Christ is joyous. And it's my choice. Hey, folks, Pastor Bob here. We're out of time for this portion of this interview today uh, with our good friend, Marnie Swedberg. Now, she's been on our program before and always, and I mean always, brings some great value to the discussion. Praise God. I just enjoy talking to Marnie, as you can probably tell from this interview. Amen. But today, I want you to drop down into the show notes. Click the links right there to get in touch with Marnie yourself. Tell her Pastor Bob sent you. Amen. And be sure to check out all of her great books over on Amazon. There's so many. I've provided a link just for you to make it easy. Just click the link in the show notes and order her books. But also, before you, you, you leave, be sure you put it on your schedule to come back for the very next episode because we're only halfway through this great interview. Hey, man, if you enjoyed today's portion, oh, boy, I'm telling you, just wait till we get to part two. Hey, man, glory to God. Anyway, till next time, this is Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.